Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune is in the house for episode 283 and my oh my fellas we've got a fantastic show tonight what we are going to do if you're just listening for the first time which i guess real oh oh, wait actually i'm sorry yeah sidebar johnny are we streaming tonight's show on that new video service or is that just a radio thing right now? just a radio thing just a radio thing okay cool no new audience just yet uh if you're just listening to game that tune for the first time what we are going to do is listen to some video game tunes we've each brought three songs from a game we're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs maybe a little bit of trivia we're going to goof off and have a lot of fun the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays a bonus tune and our winner last week was the fantastic jesse moore and jesse you've got the theme for tonight's episode what is it um i chose a games in which you uh control a group of characters um so like games where you play a party of people you know yes you know, I, I realize we were saying this last week. We never use the word team. Would you say it's you know games with a team count? Yeah, teams. Teams are definitely. Um, I feel like this. If we had said teams several times, it maybe would have pushed Johnny in an easier to figure out direction. I'm, I'm worried fuck. that you know, <laughs> worried that maybe somebody wasn't thinking sports games. Oh, I uh, absolutely with, was with not very... thinking sports games. Oh, oh God, some... we could have done sports games. What is a team? Saying, but, yeah. but an athletic group. Yeah. As like... long as it was not a solo sport game. Then yeah, yeah, you could have could have had it, but you know, I'm betting that didn't happen. I'm thinking we got different kinds of teams, as as Jesse said, parties of characters, groups of characters. God, I totally uh, could have picked golf on the NES. Damn it, you, you could not have, David. No. How many characters do you play as simultaneously in golf on the NES? <laughs> like two at the most, right? You can be a team of two. <laughs> Would you though? Mm, that's more of a duo. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's like that's actually Batman and Robin. Are they a dynamic team? That's the thing. That's a sound a pretty good debate for the uh, two. No. How many does it take to make a make a group or uh, a party? Two, I just, three? I would say at least three. Yeah. I just want to say that um, no, Batman and Robin is is not a team because Batman is not part of a team. Batman is a gritty, grounded loner by himself who doesn't have anyone next to him. And Robin, also Robin, and Alfred. So actually, okay, Batman, Robin, and Alfred, is that a team? Well, I think that's Batman Incorporated. Okay, again. No, the, the, Batman Incorporated the, is when he starts pulling in, like, Batman from different continents. Okay. FYI, guys. Again, the, theme, just... the theme is not teams. The theme is games with a group of characters. So, you know, we can all d- debate about Batman until the cows come home. But what we got to do right now is listen to some <laughs> tunes. We've got five I... fantastic games on tonight's show. Johnny's got something to say. I just want to acknowledge real quick that we just got raided. Uh, with, no a team, with a team of five from Disco Entertainment. So hey, guys, wow. thanks for rating and uh, joining up? us tonight. Thank Man, you. Man, fantastic. What a, what a start to the show. So yeah, yeah we've cool. got five fantastic games. We've got a great fan request, and we just got to hop right into it. Johnny, play these fantastic people some tunes. Game one. 
penis joke. Anyways, um, <clears throat> this is our fan request. And uh, during the beta and the official release of this game, the main menu had an icon that said Red Boot DLC, only $49.95. And if the player clicked on it, a pop-up message would appear saying, just kidding, you didn't think we'd really have downloadable content, did you? This is our fan request um, from Tasty in the Discord. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people got the wrong idea with the theme this week. And yeah, I want to say when we put it out there, somehow everybody just started guessing party games. Yeah, I, I <laughs> was was I not clear on the show? I or? jokingly said party games because party being you know a word that applies to a group of characters in an RPG and like Mario Party. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm worried that people might have actually thought we meant party games. Is this a party game? This doesn't sound like a party game, Jesse. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, that's a hell of a party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a party, party. baby. Fucking very the party. party. It's the party at the beginning of Blade. The <laughs> tasty party. All right, let's see what you got. Um, oh man. Okay, Johnny says penis. That's incorrect. Um, John says Gauntlet Legends. That's incorrect. And David with the correct answer, Wasteland Two. This is uh, Wasteland 2. It is a uh, post-apocalyptic um, tactical RPG. Um, kind of, it's 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 like an isometric PC, you know, classic RPG like that. Um, like say a Baldur's Gate or maybe even a Fallout 
Huh? You guys remember the Fallout, like 1, 2, and, and Tactics? Well, the guy who made those games um, was one of the guys who made this game. And so um, that's why it's, it's very... Like, I was watching video. I've never actually played this. But I've played Fallout 1, 2, and Fallout Tactics. And this game sure as hell looks like those games. <laughs> and, like, it's like, wow, so it's just that, but with a different name. Because it's like a post-apocalyptic game it's more um kind of westerny themed like uh um fallout if that makes sense like you know you got people with like dusters and cowboy hats but it's post-apocalyptic i'm confused wasn't fallout sort of like a western like didn't they make a fallout vegas in nevada i mean they did i mean it i guess when i'm playing fallout it does it it seems more mad maxi Okay. Westerny, if that makes sense. I, I confess, I've I've not played Fallout or Wasteland, so or oh, Wasteland okay. Two, um, but yeah, my understanding was like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Fallout kind of had that like 1950s atomic testing in the desert sort yeah, yeah. of Western vibe. Yeah, yeah, it had more of a yeah the the classic sci-fi, um, the like futuristic 50s or something so it was more like retro future than straight western yeah and, um, okay fallout. okay okay cool but um but yeah like new vegas was kind of westerny because you know it's out in the west you know vegas and stuff so of course there is going to be you know ties to that situation but like the wasteland game seemed to be more like you're rooting tooting radioactive cowboys you know <laughs> it's all that sounds uh, awesome yeah <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's as like you know fun the sounding as that. Um, it's more depressing, but um, well, I mean, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's inherently depressing, but still, weird Western sounds fun. But um, oh, <laughs> then might I interest you in another game that's coming out this week called Weird West? Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, this game um, it looks okay uh, if you're in it wasn't a like tactical kind of. Um, yeah, like an old school tactical uh, PC RPG. Um, it's very brown. Um, like the UI looks, God, it looks just like the Fallout One and Two games. It's it's wild. It was like, uh, am I looking at a new game or an old game? <laughs> but it came out in twenty four. They just made a uh, Wasteland Three that came out recently too. Uh, these are also on Game Pass if you are interested. <laughs> You don't say, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is uh, that's awesome. Um, I'm struggling a little bit because unfortunately John's internet died just a second ago yeah, here. Yes, I noticed. And so I'll be honest, I've not been listening that well because I've been focused on that. <laughs> so yeah, just... that's fine. Well, I was gonna say it was like you know you had me at kind of like weird Western style games. Like, okay, this might be worth checking out. And then you went into tactical. I was like, mm, now I'm gonna check out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very it, it scratches a very particular itch. Um, it definitely it has its like fans, it. but um, yeah, I think I grew up grew out of that stuff. Mm. Um, Tactical games or weird westerns? Like, I don't know, like that sort of tactical RPG. Like, oh, okay, the first thing the first thing you open uh, on the, in the game, it comes to this like like fifty different stats you can put points into. And so, like, that's one of those games that you have to be in the mood for, that you want to, like, sit down and and you got to want to read stuff and bleh, all that, you know. I oh, got God. a kid. <laughs> I got a, 
I gotta go to work and stuff. Like, I just want to press buttons and see cool shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm all in favor of like RPG progression and adding stats and leveling up your character to suit your needs. But yeah, I love when RPGs. you start the game with 50 stats, like, no, I I, I want to play a game. I don't want a math equation. Like, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. I I mean, back in the day, I used I used to play muds you know text-based online yeah. games like so oh, it's yeah. a game that's literally just reading right and like i've come so far from that now i'm, I'm, I'm like no 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 i want to hit a button and i want to see something happen and <laughs> that that's all i want i don't i don't care about the story i don't care about the lore like just nope 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 nope, nope. buttons please elden ring all day just <laughs> that thing's gonna kill me i might kill it but i'm gonna press buttons and find stuff it's gonna be cool yeah I mean, that reminds me of, like, when I first played my first RPG, because I grew up playing Mario and platformers, like, where you're actively doing things. Like, oh, no, you have to wait your turn. It's like, wait, what? Like, no, I just, I want to get to the end. What are these text boxes? I'm scared and confused. (sighs) So, yeah, so uh, a great request from uh, Tasty. Yes, in the Discord. In in our Discord, where uh, you can, where it's, probably the best place to place requests uh if you go to our website there's a link to the discord uh, so by all means please join um, we literally have a channel just for requests yeah uh so yeah uh jesse is there anything else to oh here we go looks like we got john back in hooray oh thank god uh john no, we, we can't, can't hear you hear. we can't hear you though He's going to have to sign the entire show <laughs> <laughs> i like how we can't hear him but i can literally understand what well yeah, let's he's... just John, well, you you fix your mic. We are about to move on to the next game. Jesse, is there anything else to say about Wastelands 2? Um, Wasteland no. 2. It look, if you're in the mood for that kind of game, go for it. All right. So, God, I really ado, hope John didn't have anything to say about He's Wasteland like, I've been 2. playing this game for years. I've been wanting to talk about it. And fuck, oh, fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> he looks like he's about to explode. All right. Moving on. Game 2. <laughs>
All right, guys. So this game was uh, the developer publisher's first million seller with 1.37 million units shipped. It was released to mixed reception, but it has since been described as um, one of the console's greatest games and uh, cited as an influence for series like Pokemon. Who's uh, got some answers? I was typing a joke in the Discord chat. <laughs> okay, so um, Jesse says Party of Five, which is incorrect. John says <laughs> Dragon Quest Three, which is incorrect. And David has the correct answer of the Final Fantasy Legend. So yeah, this is actually um, the first saga game. Uh, and when they translated to English and released outside Japan, they just called it the Final Fantasy Legends to help it sell more units, which it apparently did. Yeah, I mean, good on them in that case. Yeah. So uh, 1.37 million units, as I understand. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah, this is a Square, uh, you know, Squaresoft game. Right? I guess back then it was just Square. Uh, Squaresoft. Composed by Nobu Matsu. Who? Yeah. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Famed Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy composer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I shouldn't do the who joke to you. You might actually question whether or not you said his name correctly. <laughs> yeah, I really do question it. <laughs> <laughs> Composed by Wobu Nomatsu. <laughs> also, I um, I don't want to do a spoiler for like later games in this episode, but um, let's not criticize people for how they pronounce foreign names. <clears throat> I typically don't, unless it's Johnny, and he blatantly mispronounces them by swapping their initials. <laughs> uh, that time I was just trying to make a joke. Uh, no, yeah, so so Final Fantasy Legend. The uh, Final Fantasy Legend. The yeah. Final Fantasy Legend. Uh, not to be confused, of course, with uh, Final Fantasy Adventure. No, that's also a different game. Yeah, I, and it's not a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I can't remember what Final Fantasy Adventure is. Like, it's, it's it's a man game, game, right? It's a mana game. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Square was just trying to confuse people, man. It's, it's like, you know, no, we don't want to premiere new fucking series and establish them. Let's just make everybody think everything that we make is going to be Final Fantasy. 
and some version thereof. Like, it won't get confusing at all. So, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure was the f- first mana game, and the Final Fantasy Legend was the first saga game? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I have my series, not series, correct. Right. Yeah, and if you ever listen to some like lesser... Uh, video game podcast many people are confused by this they're like i think the saga series is part of the mana series i'm like no 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 hold on you're just getting confused now squares confused you people uh three separate you things people? yeah <laughs> you people that don't understand squares release strategy back in the early 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking when you had final fantasy final fantasy legend final fantasy adventure not to mention the mystic quest um, oh, yeah. Which Another was actually Final Fantasy VII all along. <laughs> right, exactly. All games were eventually going to be Final Fantasy VII, but you know, Mystic Quest is the one that cracks me up because you know the subtitle, of course, is Final Fantasy USA Mystic Quest because they thought that the United States didn't like RPGs, and I'm like, well, if you thought the United States didn't like RPGs, why did you do Final Fantasy Adventure and Legend in the same year for the same game, like same system? Yeah. Well, see, the Square re- is a weird company, man. <laughs> the real secret is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is actually Final Fantasy USA, which is actually Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the Doki Doki Legend, of course. <laughs> now, is that um, in the same series as Doki Doki Literature Club? No, that's now, something Steve, else. Johnny, no, that's those, completely different. I again, made that, that mistake. Those lesser video game shows, they've maybe tried to make that connection, and it's not a great... You know, there There is no connection between... the. There is no Doki Doki franchise. Um, <laughs> it is not. Well, I thought there was a Or TV there show. is, and it's super fucking weird. It, that's the thing. The Doki Doki games are not a series of stealth horror games compri- you know, comprised by the two games Doki Doki Panic and Doki Doki Literature Club. No one should ever think that. So yeah, I'm sorry, Jesse. You were gonna say something? <laughs> no. Okay. No, he wasn't. <laughs> See, an, an interesting fact I read about uh, this game. So apparently, uh, there's there's three Final Fantasy Legends for the Game Boy, and two I, uh, is supposed to improve upon one a lot. Uh, I love they didn't just eventually start calling it Saga. They, yeah. It's like no, it's Final Fantasy Legend here, and it will never be Saga. <laughs> And yeah, they get weird. I've, I've never played a Saga game, so maybe this makes sense for Saga, but, uh, like, they have, uh, in addition to, like, you know, like, spells and swords and things like that, like, there's, like, plasma rifles and, you know, futuristic weapons in this game. Um, and Final Fantasy Legend 3 goes full-blown like it's a sci-fi RPG, which sounds pretty interesting. Sounds like the progression of Final Fantasy games. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> and, um... Apparently, this game was designed to be beatable on a flight from Tokyo to Honolulu. Uh, however long that flight is, I'm actually not <laughs> sure. I assume like six or seven hours, probably something like that. That just, feels like a really specific way to market this see. game. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, here's what happened. So, whoever was in charge was, was Square at the time. He's like, look guys, I got a trip coming up in a couple months. <laughs> Yeah, and like, make me something. I'd really like for you guys to make me a new game that I can play. And, you know, I want to be able to finish it, you know, on the way there. It was like a game jam made by yeah. fucking the producers of Square. It's like, whoever can make me a game that I can enjoy and beat in a sitting between Tokyo and Honolulu, you get your own series. And it will not be named for... It won't, it won't be distinguished from Final Fantasy in any way, really, for a few years. But it'll be yours. It'll be a new series. Yeah, there you go. Your assignment. Uh, 
Um, according to Zip Air Tokyo, um, a nonstop flight from Tokyo to Honolulu takes seven hours and 20 minutes. Good guess, John. Man, yeah, that was pretty close. Uh, now, here's the question. The Pacific Ocean is pretty damn wide. Right. Now, question. <laughs> David, how would, you take a non how would you take a flight from Tokyo to Honolulu with stops? Oh, you have a layover in Guam. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's he, he acknowledge let's acknowledge Oceana and all of our fans in Oceana, like yeah. Samoa and Australia. The Chatham Islands. Imagine catching a flight from Tokyo to Hawaii but having a layover in Australia. That would suck ass. <laughs> oh, that is I a mean, bitch. to be fair, I fly That's... from like Chicago to Florida and have to layover in Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, which so makes like, zero sense. That's stupid. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but you know what makes way less sense is Tokyo with a <laughs> playover in Australia. Yeah, let's fly Tokyo down to New Zealand and then head back to Hawaii. <laughs> like, I don't think you guys understand. Uh, like, that's like an order of magnitude longer. <laughs> like, that's insane. We gotta stop okay. in Madagascar That's two full-blown yeah. flights. Exactly. Like, thank God, gonna, I just I'm had to check Samoa to is in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had that right. But yeah, you know, it'd be great to catch a flight from Tokyo to Honolulu with a stop in, say, Osaka. But you have to circumnavigate the globe first and then fly to Honolulu. You might as well have just taken the flight from Osaka, like, after a train ride. We gotta stop in Reykjavik first. <laughs> Wait, which way are you going? Yeah, we gotta hit Does, doesn't matter. You're flying, hit Antarctica. To, you're flying Tokyo to Honolulu, but there's a stop in St. Petersburg, Russia. Like, wait, hang on. <laughs> what have you done? So, anyway, um, so no, you got seven hours to beat this game, or it explodes. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Possible style, I assume. Yeah. D does the game self-destruct after a certain amount of time, John? Yeah, I think if you play too long, it just uh, <laughs> destroys your whole Game Boy. Yeah. Right. Or you can't come home. Well, no, no, no. That's the thing. The Game You're Boy stuck in Honolulu. Game Boy's a very hardy system, so the the game might explode, but the Game Boy would survive. I mean, that mm. thing survived fucking everything. Like, you know, got that one of the Nintendo store in New York that survived the Gulf War. There's the one that was, like dropped out the, the window War. and survived a whole winter outside. Like, yeah. Peter North came on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, if that didn't gum up the gears, nothing will. Gears. Um, <laughs> but yeah. The uh, the exploding Final Fantasy Legend that that's just part of uh, just how it goes, man. Yeah, if you if that game's still on as you're locking your fucking tray tables for the descent into Honolulu, it explodes. <laughs> like, oh my god! You have to have the game off. Oh god! Credits, credits, credits. I'm really amazed they will let you bring that on the flight. Exactly. <laughs> Knowing that, you have to sign like a waiver. No, the fact that the game explodes on your descent makes me wonder: is every cartridge just Peter North. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I hope so. How they yeah. cram him in there? <laughs> That's yeah. It's the explosiveness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Johnny, in this game, you play as a, you know a, a party of characters, and you said it is some influence on, say, Pokemon. Is that just because it's a RPG for the Game Boy? I think that's exactly yeah. That's exactly well, it. Well, actually. Um, I have no, I, I, I think Johnny's the expert on okay. Squaresoft RPGs, Jesse. I don't think you have any legs to stand on here. You're right. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Jesse has actually played this. Johnny, have you? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Let's listen to Jesse. What I was just saying, you could recruit like all sorts of different like monsters and different character types, and like you could be as like robots and like dragons and goblins and and like it was really cool like for a Game Boy game like it was like before I played Pokemon like I was playing like Harvest Moon and then this and like man this 
this was one of my favorite Game Boy games. It was really cool. I remember there was like a ship where you had to like uh, steal bananas or something. But um, I, like I guess that. in uh, in the Jap- Japanese version, it was supposed to be like opium. So like, Even better. So <laughs> like apparently it was like a drug ship. But um, so so it's a Game Boy game where you're boarding a ship and stealing bananas. So it's Donkey Kong Land. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, from, but, but from the point of the view of the Kremlins. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you can recruit the Kongs, I guess? Or yeah. Kremlings. I, oh, God, did I say the wrong thing? I don't no, know. No, you did. You yeah, let it go. Okay. Oops. Yeah. yeah. I just God. assumed you were tr- dropping those Gs, baby. <laughs> just... Could you imagine King K. Rule as a Pokemon trainer trying to capture the Kongs? I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How else does King K. Rule have dominion over so many creatures? Like, it just makes sense. Uh. So, yeah. Well, that's something I'm going to have to draw for the Discord now. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Johnny, dope pick, man. I like it. Yeah, soundtrack's really sweet. I'm pretty excited to put this on the radio and uh, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, we don't talk much about the music on this show, because, you know, we're not really a music show. But, you know, I, I Wait, love seeing what Uematsu... <laughs> I love seeing what Uematsu can do with a Game Boy chipset, baby. It sounds great. <laughs> Game so. three. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought we were done. <laughs> I guess that was the punctuation like, mark. <laughs> I feel like the Game Boy gets a lot of shit, but in the right hands, the Game Boy can make some pretty good music. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I was gonna say. Huh? No, you just that's the thing. It's uh it's such an interesting set of sounds that the Game Boy is capable of producing. If you can really, you know, work it, you can get some great sounds out of there. Or it's just sometimes interesting, like we've talked about in episodes of say like Game of the Tune Gems, where you try to demake a better soundtrack onto it, and it just becomes confusing and uh, you know just very odd. So you know, a lot of a lot of fun on the Game Boy uh, sound there. So mm, love it, Johnny. More Game Boy games. You're, you're on a Game Boy roll lately. You know, you got this uh, all these Game Boy games that you've uh, you know played. Princey's not played. <laughs> you're busting out the Barbie. You're busting out the Final Fantasy Legend. I think you found your new niche, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game three. There it is.
<clears throat> All right, so uh, this game's soundtrack was composed by Ari Polkanen, a Finnish composer who also composed the theme from or composed the music for Angry Birds. So who's got those answers slash guesses slash penis drawings reading? I do. Reading? You say webbing? All right. So um, Jesse says Totino's party pizza. <laughs> you know, I know I'm supposed to say incorrect, but the fact that it's a party pizza and <laughs> I'm in the me, mood for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it a correct answer. John uh, yeah. and John both say trying. So we have a hat trick. I think you have to call it a combination pizza at this point, David. A party platter pizza, if you will. <laughs> I don't think anybody oh. calls it that. I think you <laughs> yeah, call no, it. No, the, it's not a party platter the, pizza. The they is, just, Totino's like, is the party pizza. They're like reason. so little. Like yes. if you just brought one of those to a party. God, that's what's. Okay, yeah. I'm just thinking just, of like I have you a, know those like cheesecake samplers where they have like four or five different cheesecakes all together. Hell yeah! No, I eat one of those that, every day. Like a pizza, right? It's not that though. I know. I, I have a short thing. story about party pizzas. Okay, oh, yeah. Please, let's just all was... let's all share our various Totino stories. I do eventually want to get to trying, but please tell tell right, your pizza Johnny. story. So one time I'm, I'm at a friend's house. Um, uh, me and a couple guys are you know over there and and. The guy, uh, Eric, uh, who looks like a fish, I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> what? Why would you say his name? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know, the funny thing is, all of your friends from, like, high school, college, I know of one they specifically look like who fish. looks like a fish, and it's not him. 
No, yeah. no, no. We would have middle school them. So, anyways. God, uh, come on, Johnny. Stop <laughs> fucking identifying this guy. What's wrong? <laughs> oh, his okay, address I got you. Is... Oh, Catfish Eric, of course. <laughs> Catfish Eric. <laughs> so, anyways. That's a new name that whenever they pop into the own cast, it's Catfish it's me, Eric. It's me, Eric, How another guy. There's relate to pizza? It's me, Eric, another guy. It's, it's there's three people. He grabs a party pizza uh, uh, and starts heating it up. And uh, it's like it's not like lunch. It's like a, just like a weird time. It's like a snack time. Uh, and he proceeds to one. He eats up in the oven. And he starts running his microwave instead of setting a timer. Like he starts, he punches he his microwave. The microwave <laughs> as a timer. He was gonna run the whole microwave. Nothing. <laughs> microwave nothing for like ten minutes. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, man. Okay, you know you have a tie on that, right? Yeah. And then no, I don't. Know that. And, and that we're that you know we're there. So like now we're involved making the pizza, right? <laughs> what what does he do now. when he when he's done making it? Just folds it in half and starts eating the whole thing. Doesn't offer Fuck us yeah. any of it. Okay, good. Redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's how I used to do it back in the day, baby. A Totino's pizza. It's not a party pizza. It's a single pizza. <laughs> It's, yeah. a, it's a sad party for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. It's like it, you know, it's like it's such an obvious misnomer. Like, yes, a party pizza implies a pizza large enough to share for a party. Yeah, like. But I think that Totino's what they're trying to drive at is make a bunch of these for your party, <laughs> like because you you can't possibly satisfy. You can barely satisfy one person. No, you're showing up to a party pizza. with just one of those. And you're like, hey, hey guys, put yeah, this in the Need your oven. microwave and your oven. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, try. Anybody got something you want zapped for 15 minutes? Yeah. We can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Anybody bring a stove for lasagna? You know, party lasagna? <laughs> party lasagna. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> okay, so David. Anyway, trying Tino's so anyway, try. uh, pizza game. <laughs> so this was a, a really cool game. Um, it it came out, I believe, on Steam. Um, I did not play it on Steam, but it got ported to a bunch of stuff, including Wii U, which is where I eventually played it. Um, excuse me. So it's basically like a a two D platformer game, but it's instead of like a, a whimsical Mario type game or like a super fast Sonic game, it's much more heavy on physics based platforming. Um, you play as three characters who have been fused together. There's a knight who is there for combat. There's a wizard who can summon platforms. And then there's a thief who can shoot arrows and also grappling, grappling hook on stuff. Um, and that's kind of like the hook of the game is how do you traverse various objects like oh there's a giant pit can I summon a giant block to jump across as the wizard or should I switch to the thief and grapple and swing across the pit like it's that kind of game yeah I've, I've played this before it is pretty cool like you gotta like swap between the the characters to solve the puzzles and stuff it's pretty neat Right, and it's so not like there's a is it it's intended to at some point be multiplayer right like it, you know they just did the swapping characters as a one player conceit right so originally the game was single player where all three characters were fused together by some magical MacGuffin um, oh, okay. but they did release versions of it where it was multiplayer gotcha so see that's, could... that's uh, I played the sequel I played Trine 2 and 
obviously I never, you know, fucking didn't have anybody to come over and hang out and play Trine 2 with me. So I didn't know if it was like, okay, when you're playing single player, it's a three player thing. But if you play, if you have, you know, more than one friend, then yeah, you can fucking, you know, like share the fucking controllers and, you know, one person gets to be each thing and you guys got to do cooperative puzzle. Because one of those things sounds good. The part where I'm playing by myself. If I have to do cooperative puzzling, uh, yeah, my history with cooperative puzzling has told me I'm not going to enjoy playing that game. So I, I hope it's only one player. <laughs> yeah, I um, I didn't play the like multiplayer versions because um, they eventually released Trine 2, Trine 3, and I believe a Trine 4. And mm-hmm. then they also did like a Trine Definitive Edition where it was a remake of the first game, but they added like the co-op modes and whatnot. Um, I didn't experience those. I feel like I wouldn't enjoy them because, um, yeah, yeah, I like... Com- controlling everybody all together. I just feel right. like after a while that they just weren't trying hard enough. <sighs> Although, um, it's funny that you bring up trying hard enough because that was a like a weird problem I had with this game because you can upgrade your character's stats and whatnot and abilities and eventually as the wizard who sort of summons magical blocks for physics-based puzzles. Uh, A.K.A. the world's shittiest wizard. <laughs> you so could Gandalf? Summon, you could summon... Oh, shots fired. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Hot no, because that would actually help. Gandalf <laughs> does a little bit nothing. more than summon blocks, oh, baby. <laughs> nothing. He's a wizard that doesn't use fucking magic. He can solve all He's the white. fucking problems. He's an anti-McGuffin. Eventually, you gain the ability to summon, like, floating platforms, which kind of makes every which sort of... Which would really make the trip to Mordor way fucking easier! <laughs> it sort of breaks, like, every puzzle in the game, like, oh, how am I going to cross this pit? I'm just going to yeah. summon a bunch of floating platforms. going to use platforms. the floating platforms, yes. It's like, oh, how are we going to fight this boss? I'm going to summon a floating platform and then shoot yeah. arrows at it from a safe distance away. Like, right, yeah. oh, fuck. I don't know that this should have been in the game. Mm, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a game breaker right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Now, hold on, I do just want to address Johnny's uh, you know, assessment of Ga- uh, Gandalf as the anti-MacGuffin. Like, <laughs> explain yourself, John. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you're actually more of a hindrance than a help. What? Oh, no! I, I, I think he means no. anti-MacGuffin as a MacGuffin is a thing that you search for, and then when Gandalf <laughs> the White shows up, he just kind of comes to you. So like the MacGuffin approaches you. That's like, true. Wait, no. <laughs> I thought you know he was saying like a MacGuffin is like an object of great importance that ultimately isn't that important to the plot. It's just kind of a plot driver. Whereas Gandalf is of great importance and has great utility and ultimately is important to the plot of the Lord of the Rings. But uh, I guess not. No, we, okay, let's just save this save this for our fucking Mordor cast, guys. You know, clearly we are all of differing opinions on Gandalf here. I keep almost calling him Ganondorf. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so so ready to talk about Gandalf now, uh, on a special episode. Now, Ganondorf to... would have gotten that ring into Mordor. That's... Oh, fuck yeah. No, absolutely not. Ganondorf would, would not have gotten that stuff. ring to Mordor. He would have kept the fucking ring for himself. Yeah, well, I didn't fucking... say into Mount Doom. <laughs> I said into Mordor, where he then yeah. proceeds to take over and rule. Exactly, You'd fucking use it as a cock ring and just yeah, piece <laughs> out of there <laughs> <laughs> for my giant spiral pig dick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, so trying... That's going to be an episode tag, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, maybe. It might be a new username on our new uh, radio stream. Um, but yeah, so you know, you should have gone, David, with a, a fun fact about this. Uh, I was confused when you said that Trine came out on Wii U because I remember distinctly that Trine 2 came out on Wii U. Trine actually came out several years after Trine 2 on the Wii U. I find that very funny. Uh, Trine 2 was like a Wii U launch thing in their like eShop. They, you know, they kind of pushed it like, hey, check it out. You know, we got Trine 2. Tricked guys like me into buying it. And then Trine, the original, didn't come out until 2015. Like, it took them three fucking years to somehow port Trine over to the fucking Wii U. And by that time, I knew better. Um, you know, Fuck I was going to also... platformers. That's the thing. I was going to also reveal, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I can't believe you fucking, you know, just spilled the beans on Ari Pulkin. And I know that name because I almost used Trine 2 for this episode because I'm like, that's a game I played with what seems to be a group of characters. I don't like it, though, so I'm not sure I should bring it on the show. <laughs> like, really? I thought it was fun and charming. Like, yeah. it had that sort of, like, vaguely fantasy... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know that's the, I, I, wish I, there, I can't, I I wish can't speak were, to it because I haven't played it in 10 years. But as I remember it, it didn't grab me. <laughs> I was going to say, you know. I wish there was a term for like generic fantasy. And maybe the term is generic fantasy because right. that's <laughs> what this game is. Because like you fight skeleton warriors. It's set in like Middle forests Earth. with lanterns lighting your way like it's very when you close your eyes and think of fantasy that is exactly what trine is yeah, yeah i think the term you're looking for is lord of the rings <laughs> johnny's not gonna play like a hot take or a fucking sound for him. i was waiting for gonna... you to push <laughs> hot take just gonna let that one fucking simmer there for a second like oh johnny really said that huh uh, I can't believe it. I bet he. I bet he stands by those convictions. I bet he feels strongly. <laughs> okay, Very. fine. I'll record a new sound of like simmering take. Johnny really stands by those positions. Yeah, <laughs> this is me, quietly assessing my position. And yes, yes, I, I do stand by that. Lord of the Rings, rather vanilla in terms of fantasy, uh, only due to its ubiquity. This is the entire sound. Uh, <laughs> that's going on the soundboard now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not gonna bust out my Wii U anytime soon to reassess trying to. But uh, I mean, no one should bust out their Wii U. Period. <laughs> no good reasons. Yeah, keep it away. From <laughs> Except maybe Nintendo Land. Maybe. Uh, hold yeah, on. Yeah, that game's uh, all right. Let me rack my brain on reasons I would bust out my Wii U. First and foremost, it's where I have Shovel Knight downloaded. Kindling. But I could buy Shovel Knight on any number of systems now. Uh, yeah, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on Switch, which we are not endorsed by Yacht Club Games, but also totally downloaded Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on Switch. Yeah, yeah you know, it, you got the money, or you could play the version you downloaded on your Wii U all those years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, David, uh, you know, cool pick. Um, you know, fantastic uh, soundtrack, at least from the Angry Birds composer. I'm so glad that we got a uh, you know that guy in the canon. Uh, there's just not enough songs in Angry Birds to have mentioned him by now on the show, but uh, I'm glad that we got Ari on the show. Yeah, I mean it's like nice fantasy music. It's a fun fantasy game. Like it's it's an enjoyable time. It sure is. Game four.
there we go. Got my mic unmuted. Okay, so uh, we'll uh, fill in the blank for you guys. This game features a conflict between three nations over the control of what two resources?
about that time, guys. Three men vying for control of Game That Tune. Who has the strongest convictions? Guys, let's see some answers. All right, Jesse says, Party in the USA. Sadly, a game featuring only one nation. Uh, Johnny has written two answers. He's hedging his bets. He says, David's balls. That's incorrect. He also says, the three sides of the Bermuda Triangle. This Sadly, incorrect. David has the correct answer. He was able to parse out the clues. It's triangle strategy. <laughs> nice job, Johnny. You fucking put an answer with triangle, but it was not the correct answer. Well done. Thank you. Hope you're, hope you're very proud of yourself. <laughs> I am very proud. No, I wasn't really answering, so I was just trying to fill in the puzzle of the three nations or the three sides of the Bermuda Triangle. Right, right, I was, right. I was so close to putting down Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then I was like, Ooh. wait... John Not doesn't this play Fire Emblem games. Not in this economy, baby. Three houses? Come on. Um, no, you know, uh, this is triangle strategy, of course. Uh, tactical RPG. Uh, reminiscent of the Fire Emblem games. That's the thing. I, I don't play Fire Emblem, but do I play triangle strategy? No, not really. Um, man, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was hoping to, you know, like just jump right into this game and enjoy it. And thank goodness that they've, you know, uh, the guys that make these games, uh, whoever they're, Square, uh, they, uh, they've they done a good Maybe job. Maybe you've on heard the, of them. Yeah. <laughs> these retro 2D games, putting out demos and letting people play them before the full version's announced. They even, like, take notes from people. People submit, you know, uh, bug fixes and things like that, you know, suggestions for changes to features. Very good ideas. Um, this, uh, this one, I, I got the demo that triangle strategy demo back when it was just called project triangle strategy uh, another signature move on these hd 2d things is call it project something and then eventually just drop project and that's the name project octopath traveler of course is octopath traveler and project triangle strategy is the exciting name triangle strategy um and yeah man i don't know that this is the game for me I, uh, I'm intrigued by it. I would like to play more strategy, tactical RPG type things. But then I played this and I kind of, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I need something with a little more. Yeah, that, it, that's the thing. Jesse, you can play <laughs> a, few, some tactical... a few more angles, if you will. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Project Pentagon strategy. I'm I'm right, waiting for Project Parallel strategy, baby. I only need two lines. I no, don't need three. I want Dodecahedron <laughs> strategy. All right, I need a twelve-sided, three-dimensional object. Whoa, um, yeah, that informs all your decision making in these games. Uh, Jesse, I was going to say, uh, you're a more of a tactical RPG player. Have you played the Triangle Strategy demo? I have, and um, I noticed it was very talky, which. Yeah. To be fair, I, I guess I should expect that from that kind of game. I guess. And um, I just haven't been in a very talky game mood. Yeah. Like, I've been so, playing a lot of, like, just other stuff that doesn't talk. Right. That was going to be really my question here. Uh, so, in my experience playing Triangle Strategies demo and in watching some longer videos of Triangle Strategy to prepare for tonight's episode, this game is so talky. Like, it's crazy how talky this game is. Jesse, can you recommend me 
something maybe a little bit more respectful of my time, like something that maybe just gets down to business and lets me play the strategy game as opposed to talk for a fucking hour in between strategy game sessions? Um, Into the Breach. Okay, dope. And uh, I think we've had that on the show before. We have. It's uh, just strategy, right? Th- you just pop in, you're playing. You know? Good. Okay, see, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Because, like, man... I want to like Triangle Strategy. I like Octopath Traveler. I like the look of these HD 2D games that Square's been putting out. Uh, and this one looks even cooler in a lot of ways than uh, Octopath, because Octopath was like that pop-up book presentation, uh, you know, kind of a fixed camera. This one, you can rotate the camera in 3D and really take in these cool 3D, yeah. you know, like uh, environments with the the fucking HD sprites. I think it looks really great. Uh, and it seems like it's trying to do some clever stuff but man, oh man, can this game talk? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it takes you takes you like twenty minutes to get to the first like demo battle, and then like once you're done with that, it's like an hour before you're fucking battling again, and it's not even like an interesting battle. You haven't even gotten into like the meat of the story. It's like, oh, we're hosting a tourney. Let's have a friendly fight. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, game. Pick up the fucking pace. Like, <laughs> this is outrageous. Yeah, from what I understand. It's very talky, but the battles, you start getting more and more battles and stuff. Yeah. And See, and I, I'm the sure the battle that system happens. seems really cool. Yeah. From what I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, you know, I, that's the thing. I mean, like, I just want more of these strategy battles. They're like puzzles that need to be solved, you know? Like, and it's not such a uh, stressful thing. One thing that I, uh, I like that I guess I've read about this as opposed to say something like Fire Emblem, no permadeath. Yep. So. Not as much stress involved when you're actually, you know, battling and maybe losing a unit as uh, something like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem just stressed me out. I was worried I was killing, I was letting all the wrong people die or something. Or a person that I knew was important would die. And I'm like, well, I have to start this whole goddamn battle over now. <laughs> like, so, you know, none of that in a uh, in Triangle. But yeah, it just uh, in terms of like how to hook people with a demo. This was a failure on hooking me with their goddamn demo. Yeah. Like I just, you know, oh boy. <laughs> just I'm like, yeah, I just, did I, I did I need a full blown lore lesson? Like this has all the excitement of a fucking like a m- fucking middle school history film strip. Like it's just so chatty, and oh, just does not grip you. I just I kind of feel like if they were going to take this style, this like two point five HD style or whatever, and if they were going to graft it to a game that would like really grab people i just i almost feel like they should do a certain something and i I can't quite put my finger on it but like Hmm. if there was a if there was a certain game they could attach this to that would really grab people like that would be great right that that would honestly be great a game with an established history perhaps right and like where you don't need to do as much introduction because people are aware of kind of the general world and setting and characters a game that was so beloved that there's an urban legend that it could no longer be released on weekdays because so many people in Japan would take the day off claiming sick. You know, uh, I just... A classic Triple G, a great gooey game. Yeah, um... honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I also... I, I want to I give a thanks to all of our podcast listeners who are completely oblivious to this bit. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, David, of course, is dangling his slime on camera. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to show tonight, guys. It, it would Which be, you I can mean, find honestly. by going to patreon.com slash getting that yeah, dude. Hit that slime dangling tier, baby. Oh, no. Uh, David, will, David will send you as many pictures as you need. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, I would love to see. Like, I'm, I'm glad that they announced recently they got the Live a Live or Live Alive, whatever, uh, remake coming with this style. I would love to see as many remasters of classic RPG series as they want with this style. That's fucking great. But, uh, you know, the style's not the problem. It's just the fucking game. Like, it's just, you know, it takes forever to get going. And then once you're in the battle, it's kind of engaging, but it's also a little bit slow. Like, I don't know how these games normally play out. I haven't played many of them. But, you know, the battles are cool. They're multifaceted. Like, you know, Jesse, let me uh, run a couple of little like, things that I think are slightly unique mechanics uh, by you. Tell me if this is something that's in other games you played. Um, so it's a grid-based battle system. You got to move your units and, uh, you know, attack. And then uh, at the end of a turn, and see, I, I only played a couple of the demo battles, so I don't know if I was doing it wrong or if, if this is what it is, but you can move and attack and then move again to end your turn it almost it's almost like you get to make two moves i don't remember the two moves i remember the okay. move and attack okay so uh, another one if you and you have an ally who has attacked somebody and they're within like one square you can come at the enemy on the other side of uh them oh yeah and attack and then it makes your ally do like a like a fucking another attack like you get a bonus attack for surrounding your enemy yeah that's that's a pretty cool addition. that's a cool mechanic i think yeah um then there's uh, another consideration that you have to have in the battles. Uh, high ground matters. Like, is that something in another? Um, uh, the original RPGs? Final Fantasy Tactics had that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then it's one over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, pretty much. No, you're just you're standing on a flight of stairs. Like, yeah, well, I do extra damage, so I got the high ground. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, also, at the end of the turns, you have to decide which direction your character is facing. And yes. if, okay, and so like people can then move and like get around your back and yeah, get critical for more damage. Yep, that's been Final Fantasy Tactics thing as well. Okay, cool. See, that's the thing. I'm, I'm new to this stuff, so I'm yeah. just wondering if it's you know unique or not. See, the, the thing that I have the issue with with the uh, back attacks. Oh. Uh, well, you know, the the talking is one thing, but the back attacks it kind of bugs me because it feels like you're just trying to position your people in such a way that they will have their back against a wall so they cannot be attacked in, yeah. in, like with a backstab attack. And it's just like, it feels like a like a middle school dance. Like everybody's on one side with their back against the wall and everybody's on the other side. And you know, it's like, no, 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 if this were a real battle, we'd kind of be out there in the middle mixing it up, right? Like, you know, I, I get that it's a strategy game and these are the parameters, but it feels odd. It's like, yeah, okay, you know, attack that guy and then immediately back the fuck up and put yourself in a position that nobody can possibly get behind you. Like, huh. And I don't know. It doesn't feel like it simulates real battle all that well, but I don't know. Um, I, I haven't been in a lot of battles, so you know, what oh. I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I guess it's a smart idea if you're fighting somebody to keep your back against the wall. Yeah, bro, you don't want to show your back. Yeah, God, you know, not only knows, man. There's there's sensitive bits on your back. You know, your back, your butthole, and you know, you simply don't want people getting all up in it. the um, back hole. You definitely exactly. want people in there. I mean, I have a series of holes in my back, and I simply don't want people getting in them. Um, but yeah, it, it really the sticking point for me in this game is just the talk, 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 talk. Like, I, I want to feel like I'm interested in the story this game's telling, but for one, it doesn't seem from the get-go that it's telling a particularly interesting story. You know, it's a story of three kingdoms, uh, 
the fucking uh, you play as fuck, oh god, what's the guy's name? You play as a guy from like the kind of the middle of the road kingdom. So it's it's three kingdoms with two resources. You got the the kingdom with all the rivers running through it. That's kind of the middle of the ground kingdom. They facilitate trade. And then you got the snowy kingdom with all the steel. And then you've got the desert kingdom, but they have all the salt. And so it's uh, it's not steel, it's iron. So because yeah, it's the salt iron war. Those are your two resources that everybody's warring over: salt and iron. These mystical things, like just you know. I mean, real, real high fantasy stuff fighting over pretty, salt pretty important. and iron. Uh, just, you know, I feel like it should be more fantastical. I feel like you're just starting yourself off in such mundane territory by having people fighting over salt and metal. It's just like, ah, okay, great. Um, real pragmatic fucking game you guys made here. You're fighting over the, you know, these actual important things. Um, you would imagine it would be like spice. Just it, salt. It, Make it sound more interesting than merely salt, yes. Is it kosher uh, salt? Like, if you just call it a kosher salt, I'd be okay with it. Well, it could be a kosher salt, because the people that uh, lord over the salt kingdom are, like, the zealot-type people. So mm. it might be a kosher salt thing. You're right, Johnny. Um, and then you got the frozen metal people. Yeah, okay, David's got nothing to say about kosher salt. That's good. Uh, <laughs> the last thing, uh, the game, it makes you balance uh, your three convictions. Uh, that's the other part of the triangle strategy is you have like dialogue choices throughout the game and they guide you, you know, you choose things based on morality, liberty, and utility. And apparently that informs the, you know, like story endings and things like that. And uh, you're trying to recruit different characters and they won't respond to you or will respond to you based on certain parameters of like whether or not you're upstanding or whether or not you're, you know, I don't know, a guy with great utility. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. It seems like an interesting game, and I would like to have, you know, get the opportunity to play it to the point where it gets exciting. But man, oh man, the demo just doesn't grab you. Like, you know, I tried, and again, I tried following up by like watching some videos, and it's just like, man, there's, there is not a lot of action in this game. <laughs> and you know, and the last thing that I'll say is a gripe. I don't, I don't want to complain. I don't want to sound prejudiced, but. It feels oh. wrong to have a cast of entirely American voice actors for this game. It sounds all wrong that these characters in this fantasy setting, no one speaks with an accent. They all talk like me. And it's oh. weird. Well, now it's you're fucking, It's <laughs> so weird to me. You know, people being like, you know, me, like Lord Shenandoah of the, you know, a sport, you uh, have to go there and fight the the bandits. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. You <laughs> let us speak to the wise mystic of the North Mountain. Howdy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. The uh, yeah, I'm uh, very mystic. Yeah, hey, you guys want salt or uh, or iron or something? I don't know. I man. got some steel over here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It, it there's something about it that just literally rubs me the wrong way. I'm not saying that you know, like it needs to be like, you know, different like ethnic categories for the world or whatever. Wait. But it it feels wrong that everybody just speaks with a pretty fucking bland American kind of patina. Can you turn it, it to uh, Japanese? Uh, I'm sure. And I have not thought to do that yet. God damn it! Thank you, Jesse. That's a great idea. But then I can't understand what they're saying. You have to read so. it. Yeah, exactly. That, so there's the problem. What do or I want? Make up your own story. Yeah, that's, true. that's when they sound. Mm, no, now, I'm, Jesse, not gonna, actually, I'm not going to attempt that accent. You brought up a very good, you know, idea. Make up my own story. 
or I could just skip all the story and maybe just play the game. Yeah, just I wonder how. I wonder how long the game lasts if you do that. <laughs> I bet it's still pretty long. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, but yeah, it's a cool do, game. Do that seemingly, instead. you know, looks nice. But I'm not sure if it's my speed. Based on the demo, it's fucking. I don't know who the fuck speed this is. Jesus. Oh, it's got a fan base. I'll I'll pick it up eventually. I'm just too busy with other games. Yeah, exactly. I I, I need something more respectful of my time. Give me the Cliff's Notes before you just drop me in the story. Don't make me like fucking do a lengthy prologue or some shit. Just let's get down to business. That's that's what I'm looking for these days. Let's get down to business. Much like Johnny right now. Let's get down to business. Game five. Okay, you keep saying, let's get down to business. I'm like, are we doing Mulan now? Never. Never, ever. <laughs> Seriously, Mulan's fucking great. Game five. Put that on the commentary.
right. Um, so this game, uh, there is a uh, uh, the main character's room when he is a child is decorated in uh, several things that are parodies of popular 1980s uh, things. Like uh, there's a magazine ad for a TV show called The Room, which is uh, based on Knight Rider. There is a novel called Animal Graveyard, which is a homage or homage to uh, uh, Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is a um, uh, Nuke Games, which is like war games. Uh, a banana figurine playing a guitar, which resembles the old McDonald's mascot, Mac Tonight.
Damn. Let's yeah, see yeah. what we got. Holy shit, we have a hat trick. This is Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice job, guys. Did your homework. Um, it was the trivia that gave it away. Yeah, I figured. Um, yeah, this game is, is fucking awesome. I don't know if you've seen anything or heard about this game or like if you like comic books, I think a couple of you guys might be interested in that type of thing. Yeah, um, David. Like I'm mildly interested in the superhero genre. Like they got it. They got it right. Like, okay, so first off, before before you um go out and either you know, buy it based on the movie or decide not to buy it based on the movie. It is not the cast of the movie. So it's uh, none of the voices are the same. So no. Uh, it's actually it's, a selling point for me. Yeah. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. So, um, but the one thing, Star Lord sounds very much like uh, Chris Jericho to me for some reason. Okay. Right. Cool. And That's, he's a superior Chris. And so, like, it's not him, though. It is another act voice actor who is also from Canada. Which is probably why I thought it was Chris Jericho, because the dude sounds very Canadian. Um, is it Nolan North? No, I it's feel like, like John something. Okay. It's, it's someone say, I haven't I like heard Nolan before. North would. But he's the kind of go-to. I feel like the voices that they did get are pretty spot on. Because, like, this game is all about, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy just getting into trouble as a team. Like... It's it's chip like it's it starts off with like just you and like Rocket and Groot and then eventually like real quickly you team up with uh, Drax and Gamora too, and so like while you're playing the game, uh, you're controlling Star Lord, and so you got these two like pistols that can change to elements and whatnot, but while you're doing that, you're issuing commands to the other four, and so like you're telling like like hey Gamora, I want you to use your like cool sword like flippy attack on that dude. Or a rocket, I want you to use the uh, the um, grenades that like form a singularity and pull everyone together and freeze them. And Groot, I want you to fucking tree everyone in the face, you know. Um, right, real quick, going to the going back to the voice actors thing. One, what voice does Rocket have? Does he have his Bradley Cooper voice, or does he have his Cockney British voice? It's more of a Bradley Cooper. Okay, and then two, they seriously didn't just use Vin Diesel for this game. Yeah, that's. I don't. I mean, it's. I'm Groot, I guess. It's a. Yeah, you Vin Diesel's get, so passionate about that role. Yeah. And it's just I such an like, easy role to play. <laughs> I feel like even though all of his lines are three words, he would still charge a pretty hefty price. Yeah. Maybe. And, and the guy who's doing Drax is not Batista, but he sounds really good. He has a very. Like, his delivery is perfect. Like, he's made me laugh several times in this game. That's cool. And that's another thing in this game. The writing is really fucking good. Like, like they're constantly, like, talking shit at each other. Like, Rocket and, and Quills are just fucking, just talking shit. Just, you know, Rocket's gonna, you know, leave him on the planet, steal the ship and stuff. You know, he's a big asshole. They're also uh, space cursing a lot. So a lot of flarking. Um, you know, so <laughs> it's a good like, workaround. If you <laughs> like to, you know, flark this guy, you know, there's definitely a lot of flark action. Um, I'm all about flarking. Yeah. Smeghead. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's another cool thing that happens. Like, you build this, like, little energy bar while you're, you're fighting stuff. And when it gets all the way, you press both the bumpers. And then, uh, Quill 
pulls his uh, tape player up in the air and goes, guys! And then you start into this thing called like a huddle. And so then it shows like the other guardians get into your face and they're like talking. Like sometimes they're like, oh, I'm, I'm beating up more guys than you are. And, you know, uh, Drax is like, that is incorrect. I have defeated three people and you've only defeated two. And Rocket's like, yeah, but I shot those guys too. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they're you know, talking <laughs> shit. I'm group. Uh, and, uh, and then Star Lord's like, you can have two options. You know, you can have one. Maybe you're like, hey, let's focus on being a team. Or two, these guys are a bunch of wimps, you know. And you're like, give them a pep talk. And then, like, uh, whatever song is next on your tape player plays like a little louder. And oh, then it's dope. usually like 80s songs. It's got so many cool 80s songs, like Blondie and fucking Tears for Fears and stuff. I ran. Like, you're, you've blown up aliens to fucking flock of seagulls. It's really fucking cool. And, That's- um,. Like, it's very pretty game. Like, you're on these alien planets, and they look alien as fuck. It's, like, they they've did a really good job. Like, it came out last year. A lot of people were like, this might almost be my game of the year. Like, some of the combat gets a little repetitive, but at the same time, it's still super fun to be like, hey, Rocket, I want you to do this. Um, and so, like, you're always controlling Star-Lord and giving commands to the other guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, so um, it's not like, say, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, where you know, you're controlling Cloud for the most part, but you can just like press a button and tab over to the next person and fight as them a little no, bit. No, no, no. Ah, nuts. No, but, um, and then there's other stuff like, you know, for puzzles, you'd have to tell certain people to do certain things. Like, you know, if there's a, uh, a hole in the wall, you're like, hey, Rocket, can you fit in this hole? Why don't you climb in it? And it's like, <laughs> oh, just because I'm small, I have to go in the fucking hole or flarkin' hole? Why aren't you doing the whole quill? And he's like, well, I won't fit in a rocket. And then I'm group, you know. And uh, so. Sounds like just a lot of sass math. I'm in favor of it, man. Yeah, so much sass. They're sassing constantly. Sometimes you're walking and then you get a prompt that you can either, like, you know, like Rocket was saying. Press X bullshit. And you could, yeah, yeah, you press X and you could pick two different sass things. Either, you know, maybe you can sass at Rocket or, you know, sass to, like, you know, say Groot's right or something. Sounds like triangle strategy, but all the options are sass. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's, it's a minor joke towards the end of the episode, but press X to sass is a great yeah. episode title. I mean, it, yeah. you know, that, if that's not really in this, like, then what's the problem? Yeah, they, that really should be an on screen prompt. Like, if you're just, you know, it depends on the environment. Obviously, if you're in battle, you can't just be pressing next to sass. It's got to be an action button. But, like, if you're getting to spend a little bit of time on the fucking Nova planet walking around, you should just be able to sass as many people as you yeah. want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've, um, so I haven't played a whole squad in. I've beaten, like, the first main, main boss, which was, Thanos? Like, uh, no, it was, um, <laughs> what is it called? Uh, some, the main minor, main. some minor Marvel Comics character. Thanos. Yeah, the, the, we call him the purple bitch. No, he's a pretty, uh, pretty purple ripple chin. Um, what would you call it? <laughs> Not a lot of people would know who he is. Dweller in darkness. He's like a like a space octopus dude. Hold the fuck up. Dweller in darkness is like one of the first bosses. Yeah, he's Even the first boss you fight. I knew. I knew. I I know. There's just gonna be some stuff I say. That I knew I yeah. when I was like I cannot wait to talk about this fighting game some fucking jabroni, David, the dweller in darkness. David David's gonna prepared be so with happy. like a fucking fifty-page history of why that's insane. Well, okay, so like you start off and you're trying to find a monster for Lady Hellblade. David, you know her? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm okay. sorry. One from X Men. I no, not the Hellfire Club. No, you're thinking uh, of Hellfire Club. Yeah, I was thinking no, Lady this Death is or possibly Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. <laughs> this is some like space lady 
that collects monsters and so like people are trying to like bring her monsters and stuff so you you're in this restricted area and the monster gets away because you know the guardians are all kind of fucked ups and um <laughs> and so then the nova Corps show up and they're like hey you were in this restricted area and of course star lord has had relations with the head of the nova Corps lady that works there and so she's giving him Not sass. The so there's more sass going on, and you get fined, you know. And so, of course, you're like, okay, well, we'll pay the fine. So the, your idea to pay the fine is to find another monster uh, to sell to Lady Hellblade. And uh, Drax is like, oh, I know. We could go after Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> and Oh, shit. Fin Fang Foom's in this game? Yeah, and you Dra- fucking kid me. <laughs> and, Drax, yeah. and then Star-Lord's like, I don't know if we want to go after that guy. And... and <laughs> And okay. so, so even and, I'm vaguely aware of Fin Fang. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> is the joke that Drax is too stupid to like, or he, he's like, co- is he cocksure and he thinks we can take down Fin Fang Foom? I think he's kind of cocksure. He's or does thinking, he not realize how serious that is? <laughs> he's just probably thinking that's a big monster. We'll get a lot of money. <laughs> Look at this dumbass name he's got. Let's yeah. fight, probably fight Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> So I then, also love how, like, Jesse is describing this. John and I are like, oh, no shit, Fing Fing Foom. And Johnny is like, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Sure. Johnny's a captive audience for this whole discussion. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you fight Fin Fang Foom? That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Scrambled eggs. I like, it sure I, is. <laughs> fin Fang Foom? I love Egg Foo Young. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have Chinese food for breakfast? <laughs> no, no, that's outrageous. Almost as outrageous as Drax trying to capture Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> and so, like, you go from there, and Groot's like, oh, well, you know, he, he says, I am Groot, and then, you know, Rocket translates. <laughs> Just assume and, we know what Groot says. And, and Rocket's like, no, you're not going to sell yourself to Lady Hellblade. We're going to sell me instead, because I'm a monster. And they're like, I don't. They're like, I don't know, Rocket. You're kind of small. You're not really a monster. And Groot's like, I'm Groot. And so you have to decide which one you're gonna uh, sell to her. And Dope. I don't know why, but I chose to sell Rocket. Which it was Rocket's idea because he didn't want Groot to get hurt. Like he right, didn't want yeah. something to go wrong and hurt Groot. So and I was like, that's a good idea. And so, because um, so you side with them and stuff, and they remember. Um, there's like a part of the game that I got to where there's like a chasm and you're trying to get across and there's like a bridge and you can activate the bridge on the other side. So Drax grabs Rocket and is like, I could just throw the raccoon over there. And you have the option of saying that's a good idea or no. And I was like, yeah, do that. And so he throws Rocket over there and Rocket's so fucking mad. Fuck and like, yeah, you find another idea. like You find another area later and it's just like that. And he's like, you're not flarking throwing me across that chasm again, Quill. And so it's like, okay, okay, we'll find another way across, you know, and so more sass, so much sass. It's great. Sounds like now you're starting to make it sound like Lord of the Rings. Is Rocket just Gimli, but no. a raccoon in space? No, he's way better. Okay. If you say so. No, I Yeah, I, he's I way better because he has, like, unfolding guns. Like, I'm a dwarf with an axe. I'm a raccoon with multiple projectile weapons, like... Okay, yeah, you win. Mm-hmm. On a technicality. Yeah. So give Gimli some there. time. <laughs> Gimli can get there. <laughs> you get there, and you show her Rocket, and she's like, this? You brought me this? 
this is adorable and she thinks he's really cute and of course that upsets um rocket because he doesn't want to be cute so he fucks everything up and starts shooting and so then you have to escape from uh lady hellblade and then that's when she finally traps you and you have to fight uh the dweller and um that's then um after that you go to pay your fine from the nova Corps, and you get to the rock space station and um all the Novacore there are being mind controlled and you have to fight a bunch of Novacore people and that's crazy. All right, that's now, as Jesse, far as I got. <laughs> I was going to say, please tell me this is all the first chapter or two. Yeah, that's like the first like three chapters. See, this is my complaint against triangle strategy. It's not Fucking space. Tri- you know, one. There are no space raccoons. Exactly. There's no raccoons. There's no Drax anywhere. But like... <laughs> All that shit you were just talking, it's like, yeah, you know, you get to fucking do some action and, like, have some sass. Triangle strategy, it's like fucking just like, okay, a bunch of people. It's like the opening to Star Wars Episode One, where they're talking about taxation and Mm. trade federations and shit. Stretched out for, like, an hour and a half with some fucking one strategy battle thrown in there. This, it's like, no, you get to fly around as Star-Lord and blast people and also sass them and a bunch of crazy shit happens and you meet some wild fucking space people. It's like, this is my problem. Dude, this sounds like much more of my game. I, I think I need to play this. It's it's cool. Like, like last not week, just based on familiarity with well, characters yeah. either. Don't get me wrong. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, but, but you know, this sounds week, so much more my speed. <laughs> last week you were talking about Uncharted. How you want? How you sometimes you just get yes. for a big dumb action game with giant set pieces. And, and then I tried and to play Triangle Strategy, and yeah. I've made a terrible miscalculation. No, no. And I said Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. There's no like, Tom Holland in this. Yeah. Like. There have been very few games right now that that aren't Elden Ring that I've been playing. Like mm. Elden Ring has its hooks in me, but Guardians of the Galaxy is the one game that has made me like take a break and be like, I want to play this because I want to see what these guys say to each other because they're cracking me up and we're blowing up aliens. Like this is it's just a fun time and like like I just I. Have, it's you know sometimes it's hard to like laugh at video games like sometimes they they make you smile or you know you're like yeah I guess that's kind of funny but this game has me like ah ha, ha, ha. it's like you know they they understand what they're doing it's it's wild good man I like it um, and it's yeah, on Game fun. Pass really yeah. no kidding yeah is that how you played this Jesse yes outrageous but after playing it I. I could I would urge someone to pay money for it too because it's it's a legit like like if you like Marvel then you're going to be very satisfied there if you like science fiction action games you'll be very satisfied there if you like mm-hmm. clever writing where a tree says funny things even if it's just I'm Groot but the way he says it is funny yeah, but the inflection yeah. is what's clever <laughs> you rescue you know, a space llama you know, it's funny because I've heard people talk about the Square Avengers game and like, oh, yeah, this is awful. Yeah, it's funny. And like, it's a like it's a shit show with microtransactions and whatnot. And then they were talking about the um, Guardians of the Galaxy game like, oh, no, this is an amazing game. Yeah. It's a real shame that it's kind of tied to this Avengers game because it's not nobody's going to like care about this. Or it's almost like it, you know, it's a shame that it's connected to the to the Avengers game in reputation. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, oh, Square made another Marvel game. It's probably a microtransaction filled mess with a bunch of bullshit Canadian actors. It's like, now hold on. No, not all of that's fair. Um, it, it might be a perfectly fine game. <laughs> ah, 
Jesse and they, uh, they made up a whole band called Star Lord. The that's the band that plays um, the song, the last song I played. Right. They, yeah. they have like a, they wrote a whole album for this game. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. And it like it's fairly decent, you know. Yeah, and they got a good guy to, to do the actual like the score, you know. They so they got like the yeah. you know the fucking the pop music and whatnot, and they got the fucking the fake album. Johnny, here's where you get to chime in. Who did the score for this game? I know you listened to that composer interview on a related uh, on a different video game music podcast where they interview composers. You heard the one with the composer of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Who scored this game? Richard Jakes. Richard Jakes is correct. Johnny. All right. Wow. How'd you? You know, I, I'm Johnny, impressed. I would have mailed you a fifty dollar bill for saying Kuzo Yoshiro. Nope. It's old Ricky Jakes, baby. <laughs> Ricky Jakes. Yeah, they got the Sega Boy. They got the Sonic Man in here. Yeah. And he fucking close got the personal Guardians friend of the, of the show. Game. Ricky Jakes, close personal friend of the show. You know him well. Uh, you know, he can do anything, much Rick- like the opening to Sonic CD. Richard Jakes is the name of composer. Ricky Jakes is the name of a NASCAR driver. Like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> hold, the, hold the fucking phone. Richard Jakes is my father. Ricky Jakes is me. <laughs> Please, Please call me Ricky. Please call me Ricky Jakes. <laughs> call me Dick Jakes. <laughs> Dicky Jaquez, please. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, Jesse, final thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy? Hard it's recommend? Very. It's it's really fucking fun. Those guys crack me up. Yep. Yeah. Those wacky Guardians. Let's yeah. go around the horn real quick. Everybody, name your favorite Guardian of the Galaxy. Johnny, go. Drax. David. Groot. Jesse. I love Drax. I'm a Star-Lord boy. Johnny, start the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. No kidding. Hey. David Fleming back on top, man. You know, fantastic episode, David. It's almost like you called your shot in the chat telling me that you wanted to win this game, so I wrote down a couple of fake answers. Great game, David. That's a sound strategy for Game That Tune. Shut up. No, we got you know, pull back that curtain, baby. That's why I usually win. Big meaty curtain. Um, David, (laughs) you got the win tonight, and you get to tell everybody the theme that you so passionately campaigned for. What is the theme for next week's episode? God, meaty curtains. A singular so, curtain. So. <laughs> I hope that um, informs the theme. So it changed my mind. <laughs> I I want to take this opportunity as the winner of Game That Tune, um, episode whatever episode this 283, is. Two hundred eighty-three, David. Get it 283 right. Two hundred eighty-three to to recognize the fact that we unfortunately missed. Um, a major milestone in video game history and honestly a major milestone for artistic expression in human history um not that long ago was the 10th anniversary of the release of kid icarus uprising which is a game that i adore i love it's honestly still one of my top 10 favorite games of all time so I kind of want to keep that positive good vibe going with the theme for next episode just games that make you happy 
games you love, games that make you smile. Let's let's bring some positivity to the next episode. Question: If I love to hate it, does that count? You yeah. know what, Johnny? Um, why you gotta be so contrarian? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> well, he, he, here's my thing, David. Why do you have to act as though we haven't already recorded the March? edition of Game Night Tune Gems. Man, why why you gotta pull the curtain back on the fact that maybe, just maybe, we're behind on these things? I don't know what you're talking about. We've already discussed March GTT Gems. um, We certainly haven't missed any milestones, David. We never miss milestones on this show. We record things in a timely manner. I don't know what you're talking about. We've obviously recorded this episode in which I have obviously recorded my praise for this game. Yes. You know, David, his his praise is on record. He has espoused once again his love of Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a thing David does from time to time. I think it's but, high time we uh, start that letter writing campaign we were talking about to uh, get them to put Kid yeah. Icarus, Icarus Uprising uh, in the Louvre. Uh, take down the Mona Lisa <laughs> that's been done and put Kid Icarus Uprising there instead. And right honestly, honestly Johnny, the little I'm in favor of the 3DS. <laughs> you know they use 3DSs in the Louvre already, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They should yeah. just, instead of having the program for escorting you through the Louvre, they should just have copies of Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah. God. Uh, you know, Johnny, I thought you were going to say something completely different related to like, actual video game preservation or re-releases, but no, yes, this game does belong in the Louvre. Uh, you know, God, you're right, Johnny. It should be. It's it's high time that yeah. any stuff. Sakurai game, frankly, makes it into the fucking Louvre. It's... Uh, it's unacceptable. Molisa, we're over it now as a society. We've seen it. Yeah. You know, like if you haven't seen it, it's not worth seeing. Just don't bother. She looks like a horse. It's not even that big of a painting. Fucking get Kid Icarus Uprising in there. Seriously, you want to put a painting that's like two feet by one foot? No, put Kid Icarus Uprising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking Sakurai, better than Da Vinci. There, we said it. You are here stamped it. Hot take. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> no, that's a nice cold take. That, that's yeah, it's been... called a... Just called a modern love take, baby. We fucking love Sakurai, and there's no question he is a greater <laughs> artist than Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci can get fucked. <laughs> but yeah, um, take your flying machine, shove it up your ass. <laughs> take the Vitruvian Man, shove it further up your ass. We've um, got Kid Icarus Uprising now, baby. Yeah, games that games that make you happy, games that make you smile, just games that you truly love. You know what makes me happy? Say fuck Da Vinci. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we're going hard on that, The only good thing you did was name a Ninja Turtle. And he ain't even one of the good ones. Exactly. (laughs) Mm. Put that in the episode 300 free play jingle. (laughs) No, it makes me happy. Fuck Da Vinci. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that three-hour free play jingle is going to be something else. Man, David, fantastic theme. I look forward to a fantastic positivity-based theme on next week's episode. It really, really takes care of me doing something like picking my game for this week. I I like it. I like that you're forcing my hand. I'm going to choose something I enjoy, and we all should do that. We should focus on the things we love. That's the the theme. And you know what I love? Everybody who listens to this show. Everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys watching along live with us and chatting along live with us. Are, uh, thanks are to everybody. we on Twitch? We are currently still on Twitch. Uh, again, you know, the, the, the well, show on Twitch. We can do this Twitch. on Twitch. The radio, okay. uh, you know, TBD. Uh, thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. We're available on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. We love you guys listening there. Rate, review, subscribe. 
share the word, tell your friends, game that tune. It's truly, I, you know, I don't want to toot our horn, but probably the greatest podcast that's ever existed. Um, yeah, I agree. We appreciate everybody checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got covered up. We've got mixtapes. We've got game that tune gems, which we definitely record in a timely manner. And David has, you know, reiterated his love for Kid Icarus Uprising here on this episode. Uh, we've got movie commentaries. Uh, that's the that's our opening tier. You give us any amount of money on Patreon, you get to hang out with us on movie night, and it's going to be a blast. We love li- you know watching movies and goofing on them with you guys. Uh, and you help us Your keep the lights on. Yeah, soon enough, baby. Uh, And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream. It's currently twitch.tv slash GTT radio, but it is also... Johnny, what's uh, what's the URL that we're sending people for this new stream that we're doing? Radio.gamethattune.com Radio.gamethattune.com The new free-from-twitch radio stream, because we are just divesting ourselves from that service and we're going to move to a more decentralized more awesome more completely owned by us kind of server so uh check out radio.gamethattune.com for our fantastic 24 7 video game music live stream and we want to give a special shout out to our patreon absurd fans alex messenger lance revere uh damian beckles bradford stevens daniel parkey taylor y sam l mork tasty grimmery phoenix tier 2121 unsaddled zebra and akadar a fantastic group of patrons that we have at patreon.com slash game that too um we want to thank our requester this week jesse who made the request it was tasty it was tasty patreon absurd fan tasty in the discord uh hit us up in the discord that's the best place to make your request or you can hit us up game that tune at gmail.com or uh find us on twitter at game that tune and uh david it's time baby you've got the bonus tunes take us home so um, we are closing out with a song from Kiddick Uprising. This is Chapter Seven, the Seafloor. <clears throat> Chapter Seven, again. the Seafloor Palace, which is actually a remake of the Overworld from Kid Icarus. Hell yeah, we love it. We love you, David, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace out, everybody.
guys. I'm sorry to cut it short. It's just that I got a early flight. <laughs> I got to go. Oh, yeah, to I was going to say it's like a four and a half minute song <laughs> by all means. Yeah. Uh, sorry, live viewers. <laughs> Wasteland Two is copyright 2014. Deep Silver. The Final Fantasy Legend is copyright 1990. Square Company Limited. Trying is copyright 2009. Frozen Bite Incorporated. Triangle Strategy is copyright 2022. Square Enix. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is copyright 2021. Square Enix. Oh fuck! I gotta piss so bad. I can't fucking raid anybody. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was gonna share an Eric Baxley video. <laughs> oh. Well.